talking travel. And Sally, where are we off to first? We've got a great um, cornucopia of things we're talking about today. Oh, we have, and I hope I can get through them all, Jane. There's lots of little bits and bobs today. But we have spoken previously about the new vessel uh, Aurora Expeditions have been building, and they have taken delivery of it now, the Greg Mortimer, named after our wonderful climber. And um, its christening and inaugural voyage to Antarctica is happening at the end of this month. So this has been an incredible new vessel for people who are wanting to travel to Antarctica because it's got this new patent at what they call the Ulstein Expo. And it's um, innovative, they're saying, marine technology that allows for gentler sea crossings, improved comfort, reduced emissions. Um, They can sort of hover anchor and all this sort of thing. So it's really state of the art. Um, And of course, it's got really large windows now in most of the rooms with really quite wonderful dedicated viewing areas, hydraulic viewing platforms that slide out and come in even so that you don't miss on anything, of course, and you won't ever miss on seeing a lovely whale sighting or something. Mm. And, of course, much easier access now to get on and off with regard to getting onto the Zodiacs as well. So, yeah, that, that's very exciting that she sets sail at the end of this month as per schedule, so all on time and all rip and roaring to go. And probably the new benchmark, actually, for voyages like for expedition yes, voyages Yes, for expedition like voyages yeah. in, in the Arctic or the Antarctic. Yes, it would be fantastic yeah. as well. And something totally different right away from that, Um, Van Gogh or Van Gogh, if people want to call him, but there's this lovely cruise that's doing the beautiful area of the south of France on the Anjodi. Was that the one that Rick Stein did his French Odyssey on? I think, yeah. So they're now have got some, um, they're doing this sailing from Avignon to Marcion, and it includes a tour of the city of Arles. And, of course, it is said to have inspired hundreds of paintings by artists such as Van Gogh. So this is one of the reasons they're doing that. And also you're including Avignon, of course. And they're there when it's home to the city's annual arts festival, which is the oldest arts festival in France. So the dates for those sailings for next year are June 28, July 5 and October 25. So just to let you know. So obviously the beauty of Provence is is just legendary. And you're going to see this fascination that it held for Van Gogh and his contemporaries. So if you're interested in doing that, it'd be a lovely, lovely itinerary. And as I said, you're on the Rhone River as well, and you're going to get to see some wonderful public gardens and fountains. And obviously you do a tour of the Palais de Pape in Avignon as well. And as I said, for food lovers, the food on board um, it won't be Rick Stein cooking for you, but I'm sure they'll be sourcing some beautiful fresh food along the way to do that. So that is a lovely, interesting trip if you're thinking of going cruising uh, in a barge cruise. Cruise. And why wouldn't you? I mean, barge cruising is just so and laid back. Food is featuring a bit in today today's ah, program, isn't it? Right. Well, Jane, you and I have often discussed this. I think half the fun of travelling, of course, is not just the history and the culture, which of course is very important, but it's the food. Says one who has just come back from Vietnam, and I'm sure enjoyed those delights again. Always enjoy Vietnamese, isn't food. it fabulous? Yeah. The food there, so fresh and so beautiful. So yes, you can't but help it, can you? Wanting to go somewhere and experience. So there's a lot of companies now putting out these little foodie packages for we foodies who like to do that sort of stuff. So just to mention a few for you, one at 
Lake Como, for example, that has got departure dates between May and September next year. So it's staying there in Lake Como. You're doing a four-hour cooking class in a lovely fishing village. And, of course, it's such a beautiful area there as well. There's one also doing just Bon Appetit Paris, food and wine. You're staying in Saint-Germain-de-Prés, which is a very popular district in Paris. You have a, pas- a pastry rather and chocolate private tour. You do a panoramic dinner cruise on the Seine with gourmet food and champagne. You explore the artistic district of Montmartre with a food tour as well. And you're going to go to local charcuteries, uh, your pastries, boulangerie, etc. So how nice would that be? Oh, a little guided tour of all the best places to, yeah. to shop in France. There's one even in Switzerland, a food and wine. This goes from June to September next year. Uh, Tahiti at the Sofitel Morea. Um, November this year through to March 2021 and also one at the Hilton in Numea if you want something French a bit closer to home with dates from now through till the 22nd of December and these are all lovely little food packages all have got like wine, cheese tasting, gourmet guided tours of everything there is to offer in all these areas so there's always something out there for the foodies. Sally Lucas so much to talk about today in the world of travel. How about a little bit of nature, something enjoying some of the natural highlights of our destination. Absolutely, and that's always a lovely thing to do as well. So uh, there's a new um, area in India, a new property in India has just opened up where they're giving visitors the chance to see tigers and other unique wildlife. It's called Kama Sitabani, and it's in the Jim Corbett National Park, part of the Corbett Tiger Reserve in the picturesque heartland of Uttarakhand in northern India. There's apparently fewer than 4,000 tigers remaining in the wild and it's estimated that as many as 10% of them live within this tiger reserve, which is great. So you're going to be pretty well assured of viewing some wonderful, oh, the photo of this here, I just love it. I love the eyes. It's just the most beautiful photo I'm looking at. Um, anyway, this, this pristine forest they're saying around this allows for interaction with the wildlife and with the property itself known as a bird watcher's haven, hosting about 300 species of birds um, with monkeys, foxes and deer also a common sight. So that's something really interesting to do. And um, the, res- the resort's spread over more than a hectare and it's got 42 suites there. They look lovely, lovely manicured lawns. It looks very lush. You know, they've even got a pool, a restaurant, spa, a kids' area, cinema, games area and a gym. You can fly to Delhi and then it's a six-hour drive if you're driving or you can fly on to another uh, area of India called Patnagar and then it's about a a two-and-a-half-hour drive from there. So it's not actually easy to get to, but because of that, you're going somewhere unique and special, which I think is always wonderful in Mm, itself. Sounds like a great destination. And just also, Jane, I thought I'd mention that Korea is sort of starting to become, or Southern Korea in particular, particular, of course, uh, more popular as a destination for people to go to. And there's a new tour taking on taking in next year, which will go to Seoul, of course. You're doing a Korean cooking class there, uh, a cable car ride to Dolsan Island. Um, then you go to this museum that they call, and I won't try and pronounce it, Gyeongju, maybe, the Museum Without Walls. You visit a green tea plantation and you actually, you know, d- doing all that sort of wonderful stuff around there. And Seoul itself fascinated me that when I went there. I only ever went to Seoul. I never got to see the rest of Korea because it's got this wonderful circle of granite mountains around 
around it. So it's quite spectacular. And there's lovely other itinerary too that's going into southern Japan. And if you like the great outdoors, it's taking you to this wonderful bamboo forest and also around some forested mountain areas where you can just sit and watch those wonderful snow monkeys bathe in those hot springs as well. So there's some interesting itineraries coming out, you know, that you can explore nature as well. And closer to home, there's some some spots here that experts say, or experts in their fields say, are inspiring for nature. And of course, they are in New Zealand and Australia. And one of them is to kayak in Milford Sound. And of course, Milford Sound is one of the most spectacular sounds that you could ever go to. Absolutely. Mm. And I forget the depth of it, James, but it's extremely deep, isn't it? Yeah, a long way down it goes. Yeah, (laughs) hell of a long way down. But you don't want to go diving, kayaking sounds much easier. Oh, definitely kayaking there. There's an or except the Haast River. I hadn't thought about that, but they're saying that the Haast River, of course, again, is some wonderful things you can do there on, on either on a jet boat with front loading access so that you can come immersed in all the wonderful scenery there. And of course, again, you've got the backdrop of beautiful lush mountains behind you on the Haast River. Um, or then this one, well, the, you can do this cave I'd never heard of, Foot Whistle. Mm-hmm. Foot Whistle Cave, family run, locally owned. And um, Cave World apparently has exclusive access to this cave. And it's beneath the rolling hills of Waitomo, of course, where the uh, they're really renowned for their glowworms there. So there you've got that. And in Australia, of course, how could you overlook our wonderful Kakadu National Park and go up to the top of Gunlom Falls and have a plunge in the pool if you're going there when there's some water there, which is always why I say it's nice to go to the Territory, you know, after the end of the wet when you're going to see these wonderful waterfalls and be able to swim in the pools once they've cleared the crocs out of them, of course. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> yes, please. So, look, there's some lovely things you can do if you if you want to be at one with nature these days. There's so many wonderful adventure-based holidays, soft adventure, hard adventure, in-between adventure, walks, hikes, cycles, all sorts. We're talking travel. Sally Lucas, time to see what's out there in the current hot deals department of the marketplace at the moment. Well, we'll still talk cruising again, Jane, this week because October every year is what we call cruise month. So all the different cruise companies have, uh, look, an absolute plethora of cruise deals, land, air, sea, just cruise only, whatever, with cashbacks, with savings, with all sorts of things. So just keep that in mind. If you're thinking of doing a cruise and you deposit before 31 October, there's a huge range of savings to be had across a multitude of companies. So just keep that in mind. I just thought I'd mention a couple of these that are really quite nice itineraries anyway. This is a 14-night itinerary in May next year. It's a Croatia intensive in the Amalfi Coast. So you're flying into Venice with Qatar Airways, having two nights in Venice, a lovely 10-night cruise then on the Asmara Quest, going all the way down that Croatian coast, visiting, you know, about six, seven ports of call. Then you're tucking across to Sorrento and Corsica and finishing in Nice. Um, And that starts from just under $6,100. And that's, as I said, you've got to all these are booked by the end of October, and that's for May next year. Another interesting one is doing Iceland, Norway, and the Northern Isles. So that's interesting. With a return airfare, you go into London, two nights there. Then you're on the Island Princess from Southampton, and you're going all the way up into Norway and then across to the Shetland Islands, the Faroe Islands, and you circumnavigate Iceland before coming back 
to London again. Now that one starts again from just under 6200 and as I said that is also departing next year but in September. Uh, June next year there's another one at Italy, Croatia and Montenegro. So this one you're flying into Rome with three nights in Rome. Then 11 nights on Celebrity Cruises, the Celebrity Edge from Chiba de Becchia in Rome and that's going all the way down through to Capri, Messina, uh, etc. Sicily, Corfu, uh, Kotor in Montenegro, Dubrovnik, Split, Trieste, wonderful itinerary, and that's from under $7,500. Wild Earth Travel, they do a lot of expedition cruising. They've got heaps through the islands, the high Arctic, etc. Different lots of savings. Again, they do vary. They'll have like maybe a 10% or a 15% off. Then there's some extra onboard savings as well where they get credits or extra bonuses. So as I said, definitely cruise month, just if you're thinking of doing any sort of cruising. Closer to home, lovely little Vanuatu. It's always been one of our little favourites because we, I guess we took James there for so many years as a young boy. Um, there's a package there, ex-Sydney, seven nights, including your airfares, with a light bus a breakfast daily and that is uh, ex-Sydney and that's under $900 per person so that's not bad value for money if you're just wanting a nice little week's getaway and that's you can depart between January and March next year on that one and you have to again book by 31 October that's the date of the month at the moment to book everything there um, also they've got some other lovely destinations to um, Samoa Vanuatu and Fiji through till 31 October mm-hmm. with great savings to all those destinations uh, Wendy Wu, she has uh, a really interesting lot of itineraries, that, but they go right through to the 16th of December or until sold out. Now, what you're getting on these is your travel partner can fly you for free on a selected range of tours to China or Japan. And if you're flying solo, you can get a massive 50% off the single supplement. And there's over 20 itineraries to choose from. So just keep that in mind. There's so much to be had out there, Jane. And if you're wanting to do our iconic Kimberley, Oh. Ponon and um, Ponon have got a that's a wonderful French company that does some fabulous cruises not just in Australia of course but all around the world including Antarctica and oh, all sorts Tahiti etc now this is 17 July next year from Darwin to Broome on the Lubello and um, it's just a fabulous itinerary as, as you know Jane we've we've done it and it's it's just isn't it gorgeous that Kimberley region beautiful we've, coast. we've talked about it before and, and and I've always said I compare it to Antarctica as being my two most special journeys I've done. And they're so vastly different, but so both but vastly beautiful. So now that is just under $10,000 for that one next year. But honestly, the inclusions you get and what you're going to see on that 11-day expedition cruise, you will never forget it for the rest of your life. It's mm. absolutely iconic. So look, there's lots out there, Jane. But as I said, if you are cruising and if you're early birding to just about anywhere, there's just get in there and get it done. That's Talking Travel for today. Thank you, Sally Lucas. Thanks, Jane. We'll talk travel again next week. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com. <laughs>